every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On, brought to you today by our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Shout out to Gabe and the good folks over there at Syringa. All right, Gordon, uh, let's start off with uh, with an unusual cut from Hanson okay. Scotty, shall we? Uh, and actually, it is my fault, Austin, because I alerted Scotty to this story because I thought that Hans would would have a reaction to the story, given that he is a, a, a pet lover and lover of dogs, as we know so well. Uh, so this is uh, this is a clip from Hans and Scotty talking about what's going on, the latest from North Korea. Can we just talk about no. this for a second? No, absolutely not. No. Because that is not our country and that is not our problem. Uh, Jake sent me a story about some situations going on in North, North, almost said North Carolina, North Korea, where there's a food, food shortage, and it's bad. And so they've decided. <laughs> it's not funny. And I, I don't Sorry. even. I don't even believe no, it. No, this me is that extremely story. sad. No, yeah, send me that story because this doesn't sound real. Hold on a sec. Let me. North Korea. This is food shortage. This is probably like the Inquirer of North Korea. Like this is, I'm sure the same the same newspaper that you got this wow, from no. spotted aliens. No, no, it's like Daily News, Sky News. I mean, this is there's like five news stories right as soon as I googled this. Okay, well you let me know when Fox Sports or Fox Sports Fox Fox is News. Yeah, okay. when Fox News is carrying, you tell me. North Korea is rounding up pets due to a national food shortage. Oh, Scotty, don't laugh. That's terrible. Um, Some little kid is going to have their dog taken from them. North Korean government is reportedly ordering citizens to hand over their dogs so that other people can eat. According to the Canadian news outlet, the National Post South Korea uh, reported that President Kim Jong-un calls pet ownerships a byproduct of... Um, some ideology and is ordering dog owners to surrender those pets so they can be fed to hungry North Koreans. That's inappropriate, Lloyd. (laughs) Song plays as soon as as Lassie's walking across the TV screen. No, you're not sorry. You don't say you're sorry, Lloyd, because you're not sorry. I, I could expect that Scotty didn't press the play button on this. It's yeah, all sorts not. of animals, okay? Hey, all sorts way, of animals are being eaten. Have you ever heard of Dangagi? It's a spicy soup made from dog meat, a historically popular summertime dish in North Korea as well as South Korea as well. I don't want to talk about this. I said I don't want to talk about this. Sorry. 
I'm telling you right now, if I was living in North Korea, I'd get one of those those glasses that have the you know the furry eyebrows and the the nose. Yeah, little Groucho marks. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd I'd put one on Gracie and Buster. <laughs> Get them a little trench coat. Well, these are my kids. Yeah. They've had a, a skin condition. Yeah. Hair grows excessively. I would go to great lengths. Like, I'd shave them down to the skin and, like, make it look like they have skin to be a baby. Like, you can't take my baby. It's a baby. You can't have my baby, Kim Jong-un. You're going to eat Gratcho Marks? Really? How's that going to come across that's, in the media, that's Kim not Jong? Great. Well... That's unfortunate. Sad story. I'd go into hiding with my dogs. I told you during the break, my, uh, I, and I, I really anticipated my wife would shut this down, but my, uh, my son's got a friend who is going out of town, and uh, she asked him to cat sit for, for her. And so we have a cat coming over to our house. And I'm like, he asked me about it. I'm like, go ask your mom, because she's going to shut it down. There's no way. Yeah. And she signed off on it. So you've got a cat in your so house? we got a cat coming today. It's going to be in our house for like four days. You're going to fall in love with it. I'm not going to fall in love with well, it. Either that or that cat's going to miraculously go missing. I'm going to call Kim Jong-un. No. He's going to probably no, escape. That's horrible to say. And yeah, it probably will get out and jump jump the fence with the you deer and be Scotty's gone. You Scotty's going to let that thing out. I think Scotty's going to be Dr. Evil here in about a day's time, petting it and being like, I love you, Mr. Bigglesworth. I'm going to rename it. What was it. the name of your cat that you had for a while? Oh, I, I don't want to talk about uh, no, that. Oh, no, yeah, he can't say that. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't want to. Talk. No, 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 not that one. You're talking no, about no, no, the hairless cat. Yeah, the hairless cat you had. No, I wasn't talking about that one. I don't want to talk about him. Mr. Cuddles? Was that it? <laughs> Cuddlesworth. <laughs> and I I don't want to talk about him because I had him only for a short time. And and you 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 tweeted out a picture of how proud you were and you got mocked because it was, hey, look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And a lot of people beheld a really ugly cat. I and he a, got mocked on Twitter. I took a leap of faith to save a cat in need. And that cat probably at one point probably tried to suffocate a kid. Yeah, that cat looked that like cat it was, was hideous. Straight from like Beelzebub's cat, man. It looked like uh, it would tear your soul apart. I think you're being a little bit harsh on Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> I mean, Cuddlesworth? I can't remember if I named him Bigglesworth or Cuddlesworth. No, I think you named him Cuddlesworth. <sighs> no, are you guys might be confusing... I'm trying to pull his up, pull up his picture because that was a long time ago. Like first year of the show. Yeah, I did. I I did everything I could to to save that little cat. He had he he had some mental issues. <laughs> I had to get him on Pro's cat. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Uh, really? I, I We're gonna worst. just let that go. That might be the worst joke you've ever told. <laughs> All right, there you go, Hanson Scott. Jake, I only sent that to him because I thought the 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 like the scenario in my mind seemed really funny of somebody from the government trying to go to Hanson's house and take Buster. I Mr. mean, Olsen. how do you think that would go? Not well. And that's the other. You know what? Let me ask you this, Gordon. Gordon, I can't remember. Have you have you ever owned a cat? Uh, yes, uh, when I was a kid, we had a we had a cat for a short period of time. Why is cat sitting a thing? I thought a part of the the benefit of owning a cat was they were independent. So when you went on vacation, you just left out some kitty litter and some <laughs> some food, and they were going to be fine. Uh, why why, why is cat that. sitting a thing? Because you can't just leave a pet like that. I know people who left their cats 
when they went on vacation. Our neighbor would leave their cat. We'd they'd ask us to go check on it. Yeah, right. Make sure there's water and but stuff. It did but not yeah. have to. It would just roam the house and do whatever it wanted. Right. It even could it would leave the house and then return at night. Right. Can, isn't it possible for a cat to like tear up your pillows and your couch and all that sort of thing? I suppose, yeah. Isn't that why they get you? You get the post thing. Isn't that what those are for? Yeah, they gotta dole their claws on something. Yeah, yeah. I made, I made a mistake once. Have you guys ever left your pet uh, at, at at your house? I left my dog in the backyard for a couple of days once when I left, and that was a mistake. The neighbors didn't like that. Why? Because of the barking? Yeah, I think so. I'll tell you what, there's a dog in my neighborhood that likes to bark. You have it, a lot of problems with dogs. In dogs your are not high on my list right now. I, and yeah, and I usually were, like dogs. Like You I, were researching this, weren't you? And that's how you found this I story. know. I had I had a dog as a little little kid. Loved that dog. My, my parents uh, have had a couple of dogs since uh, I've been an adult. Loved those dogs. But the, but the, would, the, the, would, the, the dog that in my in my neighborhood that that decides to start barking at the moment I'm trying to put my daughter to bed and doesn't stop till around midnight. Yeah, I'm not wild about that dog. Well, you wouldn't eat him. No, I would. I probably would not. Uh, first of all, you don't eat him. Well, I don't know. That, that don't, soup sounded all right. You just don't eat a pet. There's something wrong with that. Well, and what so about for... uh, are the good folks on farms who you know probably grow attached to the livestock and. You know, yeah, but those uh, aren't pets. You shouldn't be a farmer if you're going attached to the livestock. Well, I, I guess that's the point. Is you you like the 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 pig for a while, and then when it comes time, you know the that's not how you, it you works. Separate from from that the pig. That is not how it works. You don't like it for a while, and then go well. You've reached the right weight. That's exactly how it like works. I don't like you anymore. That's exactly that how it works. Not. Yes, it is. What story is that from? Is that... Uh, that's Charlotte's Web. Is that Babe? Charlotte's Web? Charlotte's mm-hmm. Web is, is kind of... But but that's the thing. Those All these kids taking these pigs to the fair or whatever, and they're really proud, and they get the blue ribbon. What do you think happens to those pigs? Bacon. They die in their sleep at an old age after a ripe life. <laughs> really? I mean, if your pig gets a blue ribbon, you take it home and make it bacon? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the idea. Hmm. Gordon just became vegan. Well, I'm not going to eat my pet. Uh, I, I'll tell you that much. That's that's different. That's a different category. Have you ever seen this? is This is such a random reference. I probably shouldn't. Have you ever seen The Simpsons where Gordon or where Homer gets a pet lobster? Oh. And accidentally boils it because it puts it in the hot tub or something with him. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, when he's eating, when he's eating the lobster, he's crying. <laughs> the lobster's name was Pinchy. He's like, "Oh, Pinchy," <laughs> while still eating and like, so delicious. Well, I, I I told you guys like when after my my pet chicken got eaten by Big Dumb Huey's dog, I I couldn't eat chicken for quite some time. How many days? No, I mean it was. Uh, I remember. I remember like two weeks after it happened, they served chicken at my uh, at my uh, elementary school's cafeteria, and I couldn't eat it. Oh, I, I had a it. I had a chicken dish last night that Jake Scott recommended. Oh yeah, did you try that? Fine. Isn't oh, it good? So good and easy to make too. Yeah, and if I had a pet chicken, I'd make it out of that. Amen. It's called the Circle of Life. Elton John wrote a song about it. I'm telling you right now that that pet chicken was that that was a fine pet. I had a good time with that chicken, and not as good a time as a uh, big dumb Huey's dog did. But I I liked that chicken. 
All right, let's uh, move on in what's going on here. Let's let's do some sports-related material here. Here is Shane Young of Forbes Sports talking about Donovan and the Jazz. Obviously, uh, Donovan Mitchell impressed everybody with 57 points in the overtime game. But I'm curious, is there one portion of that that stood out to you? Is there something there specifically that really caught your eye in that performance by Donovan? Oh, absolutely. We all know Donovan is capable of these outbursts. I mean, he, you know, his rookie year first onto the scene in that Rocket series and, and really all year that rookie year and, and was impressive. Um, but what stood out to me last night or yesterday, I should say, in the afternoon game was just how shifty he was in the pick and roll. I think one thing that he's really improved on and, and kind of uh, enhanced in his game is the ability to get all the way to the rim and the the patience in the pick and roll after Rudy Gobert screens, after Joe Ingles screens, or, you know, whatever the case was, he wasn't settling for the jump shots. Um, he did take 15 threes, but he wasn't settling all, all game. He got to the rim quite a bit, got into the floater range, um, really, really put his imprint on the game. And, I, just I, to me, I think seeing him process the defense, seeing him break down what's happening in, in real time is definitely an improvement from the last couple of years. And it's a funny thing, like I went to University of Louisville with Donovan. I was in one class with him. And seeing him then, I did not even expect this to be in, in the realm of possibility. I didn't think anything that he is doing now would be possible in his game. And, boy, he's proven a lot of us wrong. I'm wondering if you've seen a difference since they've been in the bubble. Now, we obsess about the Jazz, and so we watch them at a high level and everything that they do, we dissect inside and out. But to me, he's been a different player since he's been down there. Oh, you're totally spot on there. And I think one thing that he decided, I need to pick up on this or I need to uh, do a little bit better job is finding Rudy. And although, although Gobert... I only had 11 attempts last night. He was just really, really effective. And I think his, Donovan's passing ability, it, that's been on display a lot in the bubble. I think ever since the scrimmage has started, he has been doing a really good job of finding his shooters, finding the role men. And just in general, I think the game has slowed down for Donovan. You're, you're totally right on that. Since he got down there, uh, things are happening in slow motion for him. It's not, it's not this rushed. Uh, every possession is not rushed like it was feeling prior to arriving in the bubble and even last year. I think I think Donovan had a down year in general this year to me, especially on defense, but, but he has totally picked that up since July 30th. What do you think there, Gordon? I think Donovan Mitchell is getting better. He's growing into his role as a star player. And, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, if there's been something in the bubble that has spurred that, I, I don't think it's so much the bubble setting as I do just his maturation and his time to think the game through. And, and really, you could look at it as though last year, I mean, the beginning of the season was uh, was his third year, and this is his fourth now because – it, it, it darn near almost is, and he, he seems like he's understanding the game better. He did have a couple of sloppy passes in the game the other day, but he's trying. He's trying. In his mind, he's seeing things on the floor that he didn't used to see, and that was a goal of his. Remember when he told us that? In addition to that stuff you're talking about, Gordon, uh, he's also a bright light player. 
He is. And and I think that's a good thing. You know, when the situation calls for it and the lights are the brightest, he seems to really thrive in, in that role. I mean, even going back to the double overtime game against Denver when it was uh, just a seeding game, and I know, again, they lost that game, but remember when it came right down to it and the Jazz needed somebody to step up and make plays? I mean, he, he made a bunch of them. So you that's know, I, that's really what you want, or, or what we want to learn about Donovan is when these bright these lights get brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter. How is he going to react? And and so far, it, he plays his best basketball. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all of that. And as far as the maturation goes on his part, I I think there's a parallel paths here between his speaking out as a grown man as an adult about social issues and his uh, his continual uh, rise on the basketball court. I, I think those things, while not completely tethered together, I think it's an indication of a guy who is discovering who he is and what he really believes and what he's capable of doing. He's 23 years old, man. Think about where, where, where were you at 23, Jake? Uh, I mean this uh, jokingly and literally. I don't remember. <laughs> it's all just a fog? Yeah, it's all just who knows. Could have been anywhere, really. So when you think of what Donovan is accomplishing now at the end of his third year, he it's it's impressive. Yep. No, uh, no doubt. A 23-year-old. We, we forget sometimes. We uh, do. How young, True. how young these guys are. I forgot a lot. About that period in my life. Blame it on the uh, out. All right, joining us now in studio, our good friend Katie from Homie. Start, Katie, Katie, I'm starting to worry about Jake. I don't know what he was doing at 23, but it doesn't sound particularly productive. Gordon's worried about me and oh, no. my rambunctious behavior in my 20s. He's <laughs> he's concerned about the permanent damage. Uh, Katie, uh, we, you know, COVID uh, friendliness and all that sort of thing is not wearing headphones, Gordon, just so you know. <laughs> And now Gordon is gone. All right, uh, let's talk about buying or selling a home with Homie. And actually, it's about more than that because you've uh, simplified and streamlined the process really for the benefit of all your clients. Yeah, we have. And right now, honestly, is a fantastic time to get a loan or to refinance. Our rates are just historically low right now. Um, And so Homie Loans was born out of the need to simplify the mortgage process. And so we have just completely simplified it. We've made it so easy. You just get online, fill out the application. Our loan officers are going to help you. And we guarantee that we can beat any competitor's locked rate or we'll give you $500. Just 500 bucks. here you go. Yep. That's amazing. And, and really the way, because I get asked this all the time, I'm sure you do too, obviously, of, of how. How is that even possible? And basically, you guys have found a better way to do it. Yep. We found a better way to do it, and we will search all of our providers and get the best rate for you. And uh, I didn't know this really until I started talking to you guys because I'm not that familiar with the business. But, you, you know, you traditional real estate agents, they have to be almost experts in so many different fields where and they're doing a, a handful of deals a year. Uh, the way that you guys have structured it, you've got, uh, you know, personal attention every step of the way. But your agents are doing so many deals. So many deals. Yeah, exactly. When I was an agent, I... Like I've, I've talked to you guys before, my husband has his own appliance repair company, so I knew how to market. I knew how to do some of that stuff. But agents, they're having to be marketers. They're having to be salespeople. They're having to fill out all the paperwork right. and lawyers. And like they're having to do all of these things. And we've got 
agents that just focus on helping you buy your home. And then we have agents that just focus on helping you sell your home. And so they're so good in their negotiations and they're so good at being able to help you get the most for your money and, and just make sure that you're getting your dream, whatever that might be, whether you're upgrading or downgrading or wanting to buy the best house that you can buy for your money. Our agents are there doing so many transactions a year. Um, over 75% of our agents were on the top 500 realtors of Utah. Hey, so awesome. our agents are incredible expert service agents. That's so cool. All right. So the best place to get started, just go to homie.com, right? Homie.com. Or if you're looking for a refinance or for homie loans, go to homieloans.com. Because if you didn't know, now's a really good time to do that. It's such a good time to do that. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Katie. We thank appreciate you. you. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. gets the pick from Jokic. He steps back for a three. He got another one. Jamal Murray. Oh my goodness. Just shaking his head saying you don't want this. And the ball game will come to an end with Denver winning it 135 125. JL Smith won a little Josh Groban on a total request Tuesday. If you have any requests, bounce back songs at Austin Horton. You can tweet at us at Jake Scott Zone at Gordon Monson as well. I just alerted Austin to this. Uh, I just saw a picture of Victor Oladipo's shoes today for the Pacers. They're a goofy movie shoes. That's amazing. It is pretty amazing. I wouldn't wear them, but I'd buy them. What do you think Disney charged Victor Oladipo to wear those shoes? Nothing. Why would why would they why would he pay to wear them? Uh, they they can get so much free advertising out of him just wearing them. Because uh, you you are familiar with how Disney licenses things, right? Uh, yes, they, but not they, to not to an NBA guy going to wear it. Tell uh, me, you and me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you have to you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get uh, license agreements with Disney. A lot of hoops. Uh, <laughs> aren't these their shoes? I mean, are these their shoes or are these his his shoes? Uh, I don't. I don't think Disney owns a shoe company, do they? No. What I mean is, didn't they contact the shoe manufacturer, say, "Throw these on there, let your guy wear them, and we'll sell a lot of these shoes together." I don't know. Is Disney selling a bunch of tickets to the Goofy movie lately? No, but I guarantee you're gonna have a lot of people wanting to buy the Goofy movie shoes. That's Powerline on that sh- left shoe right there. <laughs> Powerline and, and Roxanne on the right yeah, shoe. Yeah, that's amazing. Powerline. Seeing it at eye. What an incredible movie. You know, I watched that again for the first time in like 20 years, like a few weeks ago. So did we, yeah. Still amazing. Still uh, amazing. Um, uh, Jazz, let's talk a little bit about the Jazz uh, in this uh, playoff series with the Denver Nuggets, Gordon. Did did, uh, Game 1 inspire more or less confidence in the Utah Jazz to you? I think it went pretty much the way I figured it would go. Um, And I think the Nuggets are the better team. But I did. Uh, was I willing to rule the Jazz out? No. I think crazy things can happen sometimes. And but but it, it you know the, if you had shown me the final, I would have thought okay, and including the the part of it, about it going into overtime, because that's what we've come to expect out of these teams. They play close games, exciting basketball, and the Nuggets usually prevail at the end. 
Yeah, I mean that's what we've that's how we've seen it go this year. Uh, certainly, they've all been all been good games. I think that's why this is going to be um, a, a good series. But I I came away a little bit uh, more, I guess, uh, confident in the Jazz chances just because they were so shorthanded and uh, didn't. I mean, they didn't go away, Gordon. They didn't just uh, get uh, mopped off the floor, which they probably had every right to. And a lot of that is thanks to uh, Donovan Mitchell's will and just didn't have quite enough for the overtime period, ran out of gas. But, um, you, you know, you add Mike Conley back uh, back into the mix, they get a little bit deeper and uh, have one extra guy with the Jazz being so shorthanded, that matters a lot. And so if, if Mike can come back and play like he was in the seeding games when he was out there and had the opportunity to play, that's a big addition. And you don't, you know, you don't have the home court to worry about where, you know, you have to win game number three or the series is over. I mean, I don't see any reason why, uh, you know, the Jazz couldn't sneak out a game two and be in a real advantageous position when Conley's able to play, if he's able to go on on Friday. We don't know that for sure quite yet. But, okay, so let me ask you, what was the most surprising thing about that game to you? That they didn't lose by 15. Really? You thought they were going to get blown out. I don't know about blown out, and maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit because none of these games have have been blowouts. But I mean, they did start off with the edge, and it looked like it was heading in that direction in the first half. Well, it it just like Boyan Bogdanovich was a twenty point a night guy. Mike Conley in the bubble has been uh, like a like a twenty and eight guy. He's played so well. So you you remove both of those from the lineup. And you're starting Jawan Howard or uh, uh, Jawan Morgan? Not Jawan Howard. Yeah, for the first time. For the first time in his career in in a playoff, playoff. Uh, that's you know you're shorthanded. And again, no no offense to Morgan, and I thought he played really really well and deserves a tremendous amount of credit. But if you're throwing in a, an undrafted guy from Indiana into your starting lineup in Game One of a best of seven series in the Western Conference Finals, and by the way, it's he's probably the best player you could have put in there. And I know the stars were good, but he spent the the majority of the year playing for the stars. Yeah. And they, as you've said many a million times, Gordon, they've liked him. They've liked him from the beginning. But that's man, that's a that's throwing somebody right into the deep end. And you're not doing that because you want to. You're doing that because you have to. Yeah. And Denver. And, the, and Denver and is really about good. The way, he played the way about the, about the way you would expect him. I mean, he made some nice hustle plays, and uh, no real great giant contributions from a scoring standpoint, anything like that. The thing that surprised me the most, uh, obviously you, for me, you would have to go with the 57 for Donovan Mitchell, but that wasn't what was as surprising to me as the ease with which he scored against, uh, against the Nuggets. Now, I know that they have struggled uh, keeping teams under control from three-point range, and that really was not a big problem for them against the Jazz in game one. But it seemed as though when Donovan Mitchell – Donovan Mitchell was getting to the exact spots he wanted to get to, and the defense was allowing that to happen. That surprised me. Well, Donovan's really good. We should we should remember that. And he's a, he's a very talented offensive player. And offense usually – good offense is usually better than good defense, right? And Donovan had it going. It, he's an upper echelon player in the NBA. And they're, to be an all-star and a budding superstar, as you've talked about a little bit today and I know you wrote about, I mean, you've got to be really good to do that. Yes. You have to be really, really because good. Because almost every team you're playing against is a quality opponent, and 
It's not easy. And they're not going to make it easy. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes from this point out on because these teams are – what have they been doing between games one and games two? Game two, uh, they're studying film, and so we'll see – if they know what they want to do against Donovan, if they still can't do it, then that's a problem for the Nuggets. People will maybe call me over-optimistic with this point, but I, I, I believe this too. To beat the Jazz in game number one, a shorthanded Jazz team, Denver had to go 22 of 41 from three. Yeah. They shot 54% from three, and it's not like they only took 10 of them. They took 41 threes, and they shot 54%. I would, we can go incriminating audio right now, Gordon. Denver ain't doing that again. And they shot 51% overall. Yeah. Well, you know, so, that's not happening again. It's not. The 54% from three getting up over 43s, uh, I mean, Houston doesn't do that. Golden State didn't, the, doesn't do the, that in their well, the heyday. The Jazz are going to have to do better than what they, what was it, 16 of 47 or something like that? Uh, that that's not good enough. They've got to they've got to be a little more accurate than that. And yet 40s. they still pushed it to overtime. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It's true. Forty seven sounds like a pretty good number uh, of three point attempts, but they got to make more of them. And they missed some open shots. I mean, they did. So maybe it's fixable. But but here's something that I heard. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Hans and Scotty with Locke uh, highlighting this that Joe Ingles took twelve threes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a really important stat in that game, because Joe doesn't like taking twelve threes. It's just not in his DNA. And we even saw him pass. We saw Joe pass up a uh, wide open layup. I mean, he's still passing up opportunities. But to see him go, all right, I need to go out there and shoot. I mean, that's a good sign. Joe five for twelve. If he does that every game, he's going to be uh, extremely important. I still think he's passed up at least two or three more. Right. And it's like, I remember one play, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but he had a wide open three and he's standing there and he hesitated a couple of times and he passed it off to somebody else who was in a less advantageous position. Then he got the ball back and he still didn't shoot it. And I, and I was thinking to myself, Joe, what? I mean, I understand you got to do it in rhythm, but why would you be looking to do that? And here I am complaining about something when he put up 12 of them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, but, but but that's that's the thing though. When you see Joe Ingles open on the three point line, you expect him to take that shot. That's a good shot, and a good shot it has a good sh- chance of going in. Well, and that's and the, what the Jazz have to do. They have to make those. And if he had made one more, the Jazz win the game. That's the thing. We're talking. We're talking about this series now, and I mean, it was tied after regulation, one point. And I, it's just crazy thing about basketball. You know, I mean, it didn't go so well in the overtime period. But, uh, yeah, the Jazz were right there. All right, we want to remind you, we'll get to uh, Austin's list coming up next. Mannix is going to join us at 4.30. Bowler at 5. David James is going to join the show at 5.30. Excited about that. We want to remind you that uh, we are going to be out at the warehouse on Thursday, Gordon, from 2 to 6. And get this, buddy. We're going to be at their brand spanking new Salt Lake location. It's a grand opening extravaganza, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. It's the warehouse. If uh, you remember where their old Salt Lake location was, of course you do, Gordon. It's just 
up the street a little bit. North is up, right? Isn't that, yes. isn't that what you told me? South is down, north yeah. is up. Just up the street from their old Salt Lake uh, location. So uh, come see us. And you know Tom is going to roll out some specials for a grand opening. Oh, well, <laughs> I I would be disappointed if it was anything less than that because he's usually giving stuff away anyway. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Austin's list for you straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. The big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I like our, our little impromptu open there. That's pretty good. It's time for Austin's list. A list you don't want to be on, by the way. <laughs> uh, Austin, who are we adding to the list today? Somebody who should have been on the list years ago. In okay. fact, at the inception of the franchise, they should have been on this list. But that's because of my biases in the AL West. The Texas Rangers... And everybody who subscribes to their way of thinking. Now, this is most likely not news to, I'd say, 90% of our listening audience. But just to catch everybody up, the San Diego Padres were absolutely hammering, spanking the Texas Rangers uh, in the eighth inning. I think they were up 10 nothing, 11 nothing. I thought it was 7. Like, 7 nothing. yes, thank you. Yeah. And Fernando Tatis who, Jr., who is an absolute... Must watch. If you have an opportunity sometime when COVID's over to pay money to see him in person, do it. He is incredible. He takes a, a 3-0 count. What's coming on a 3-0 count? A fastball someplace is coming on a 3-0 count. Hits a grand slam, and the Rangers don't like it. And so what do they do? The next batter is Manny Machado, who I'm not a big fan of him as far as unwritten rules and all that yeah. is concerned. But they throw behind him to send the message and after the game the rangers manager chris toddler woodward goes to the media and cries and says look i'm not saying that we threw at him on purpose but when you are leading by that many in the eighth inning you don't swing on three and oh that's just an unwritten rule but you know and then he made some offhanded comment about how the youngsters these days are starting to overrule all that blah 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 So essentially, what he was saying is, we can't hang with you. We aren't as good as you. Stop picking on us, please, San Diego Padres. The Rangers, by claiming that the Padres were not respecting them, are missing the fact that the Padres were respecting them by continuing to play this game. Just because you can't pitch around Fernando Tatis Jr. does not mean that Manny Machado needs to wear a fastball on the back of his head. That is ridiculous. And the Rangers have done this for decades. You probably recall the time that Roughneck uh, Odor punched out Jose Bautista at second base. Do you remember that uh-huh. game? That, that came because in the playoffs the previous season, Jose Bautista hit a moonshot home run from Toronto to China and threw his bat to the moon. And the Rangers didn't like that. And so the next year, the first opportunity they had to face the the uh, Blue Jays, uh, for, or, uh, Jose Bautista got hit in the first inning, got thrown out in the fourth inning, and then slid into second base and Ruff Nignordor punched him out. Slugged him right in the face because of unwritten rules. If you hit a home run, you ought to be doing cartwheels around the bases. Baseball needs more 
celebrating. Needs more uh, outlandish, uh, loudmouth things. It needs more of these exciting moments, not less. And if Fernando Tatis really meant his apology, then I'm putting him on the list too. Because he apologized for it after Uh the game. Which just makes me furious because, no, you hit a grand slam off of a guy who is one of the best pitchers in the world because he's at the major league level. You're not supposed to just give him a free pass. He's not your little brother playing against you on Nintendo and your mom comes in and says, let your brother win a couple. (laughs) That's what the Texas Rangers are wanting baseball to turn into. And it is infuriating. Get over it. You lost. You weren't as good. Move on. I want to get Gordon's take on this before I react to that. Gordon? I couldn't agree more with Austin. I I think it's ridiculous that they have these unwritten rules. You're not supposed to swing at a 3-0 pitch late in the game when you've got a big lead. A grand slam is one of the most exciting things that can happen in all of baseball. I don't care what the situation is. And I agree with all these other major leaguers who are coming out saying this is stupid to restrict yourself by some custom that uh, circles around uh, certain veteran players. This is silliness in my mind. I couldn't agree more, Austin. I think you're right on the money. And here comes slide into second base, cleats up Jake Scott. Okay, no, 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 I, I agree with you both for the most part. I mean, quit crying about it, right? Get him out. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And that this particular, I mean, but but listen, if you swing through a take sign on a 3-0 pitch, the next guy's going to get one in his ear. That's how it works. He knew so it. So you don't agree with he us. He knew it when he You sw- do think that it's bullying for Fernando Tatis uh, to hit a grand slam there. No, I I don't think it's it's bullying per se. I more think it's a uh, uh, you know, uh, deterring. Uh, deter- you're you're deterring that behavior. So when the Utes were up 35-28-0 on BYU at halftime in the Vegas Bowl game, uh, uh, they they should have just taken a knee on every oh, snap thereafter. Oh no, no, no. See, that, that's the thing. I don't uh, I don't necessarily uh, agree with that sentiment. But if if you're up that and you throw a hail mary at, with the last play of the first half. And then the other team gets motivated at halftime and hits a little harder in the second half. I get that. But that's within the rules, the written rules yeah, of said you, game. You can get a penalty for hitting uh, too hard in the wrong way. So my fastball got a little loose on me on the next pitch. What I mean, right, so you know, what you, are you, you going to do? Really believe what are you going to do? You don't when really the, believe this. When are you supposed to quit competing? Uh, no, 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 you're supposed to compete all the way through. I got it. But the dude threw, he swung through a take sign so? on a 3-0 pitch. Regardless, that, was, that was the base coach's sign, not Fernando Tatis's sign. The right, base coach was right. saying, let's disrespect this guy and not swing at And I'm pitch. not saying put Fernando Tatis in jail. I'm just saying that you probably should expect one. And, and by the way, Manny Machado didn't uh, go to the hospital or whatever. But, you know, the Rangers said, uh, "Well, the pitcher." if and- you want to swing through the take sign to humiliate us, that's on you. And we should try and get you out. But, you know. I can I can give up a ball for the next batter if it means letting you know that we noticed. Wow. The so pitcher and the manager have been suspended, by the way. What are you saying, Jake? What do you mean, what am I saying? Jake's saying that baseball should come in and say, stop being mean to the Rangers. <laughs> no, the, the Rangers. Hey, I'm with you. Get them out. Let but them if, win a few. But if they want to. They're uh, trying hard, and you're being a meanie. 
You know, what do you do when the when the group in front of you in golf is playing obnoxiously slow? You know, you you fire one their direction and you say, "Hey, speed it up a little." And then they always just tip their cap and go, "You're right, sir or madam. Excuse us." Well, I don't know how they react. Or do the cops get involved and our prisons get overrun (laughs) by delinquents like you? I don't really care how they react. Usually they get the message, though. Oh, man, I remember (laughs) uh, a guy I knew hit into a group like that, and somebody (laughs) pulled out their fairway wood and hit the ball back. And launched it back. I've seen that, too. uh, So, I mean, when someone is doing that, Jake, aren't they putting everybody else at risk because you don't know what's going to be flying back at you? Nah. He's got that kind of accuracy with the golf ball. I think the Nuggets, when Donovan Mitchell made that eight-second violation, I think the Nuggets should have made another eight-second violation to make things fair and even. Right, Jake? Uh, no, how about how about this example? Not remember, pick on the Jazz and take advantage of their mistake. Uh, like, remember when Zaza Pachulia slid under Kawhi Leonard and basically ended his playoff run and the Seer, <laughs> the Spurs playoff run? Yes. You know, if the next time you fouled Zaza after that was a little harder than maybe you needed to, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but that's not the same. Zaza was cheating. Fernando Tatis was not. Fernando Tatis was not injuring anybody other than Jabot's pride because he can't throw a damn ball. And he didn't injure correctly. anybody either. He and just... he hit a home run. He hit a grand slam. And Jabot cried and then went Zaza Pachulia on Manny Machado and missed because he sucks. He didn't, he didn't hurt anybody. Did you see? What he, he tried to hit him and of he couldn't because he he's a bad pitcher. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, then you're wrong and you're on the list. Fernando, wow. I, I, it took me this Fernando, long to make the list. <laughs> Fernando, you swing that bat whenever the heck you want to swing it, man. That's what I say. All right, joining us now in studio, our good friend Katie from Homie, and we want to help you out. We want to help you save money and basically make a stressful process easier, right? Yeah be on Austin's list. No. So we're going to do whatever we can to not get on that list. <laughs> That's not where you want to be. You're on my no. approved list. I, I just also, made it. This is I'm a little concerned actually. I do think we need a webcam in here to to see the facial expressions of Austin Horton. I think that's something that needs to be seen on a daily basis. It's really something. It is. It really is. You know what? Maybe next time we get a rant like that, I'm going to try and take a picture <laughs> like mid facial expression and go. see if we can't get a good one. Yeah. That'll be his new Facebook profile. Exactly. Uh, but let's talk about uh, making people happy as opposed to making Austin aggravated. Exactly. So we are here to simplify the home buying and selling process. Um, we've talked a lot about the savings on the selling side when we come here and talk to you guys. And I'd love to talk about what we can offer you as buyers. And we have a, we have an awesome new feature to our app. Um, and it's our um, preview listings. So if you sign up on homie.com or on the homie app, you can get our just homie, like before, before they actually hit the market preview listings. Oh, that's um, cool. And so you'll get to see them before everyone else does. So if there's a home on there that, that speaks to you and that's your dream home, we'll help you get that and be the first ones to be able to get, get inside and get to take a tour. I would imagine that, you know, homie still gives the personal attention and you still get an agent, but I would, I would imagine that 
working with the technology side going hand in hand can really benefit people. Exactly. We have our, our app that's fantastic. Download the app today. We've got over 4,700 homes that are on the Homey app wow. right now that you can look at on the Wasatch front. So we've got plenty of homes to choose from. Narrow down your search. Um, if you sign up to be a Homey buyer, just you know register your name on there. You can have your favorite shared. You can share it with your, your spouse or whoever you're looking at a home with. Um, you can see get alerts when the listings go um, down in price or if there's somebody that's also looking at that home you're going to get an alert that hey this is a this is a hot listing there's a lot of people looking at this home it's favorited by a lot of people get in and and get your offer in as soon as you can so you don't miss out on that home so it gives you an advantage in a kind of a competitive situation exactly and you also i mean you can go on and just click to take a tour and our agent's going to meet you at the door Um, our agent's going to be there for you um, tour the home with you help you walk through the buyer's due diligence period help you with anything that you're going to have questions with during this time help you all the way to closing where homey title will take over whatever you need that's so cool the whole process taken care of for you get started now at homey.com go to homey.com thanks katie thank you all right uh, we'll have more coming up next it's the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone